1: Hi, welcome to Newsfix from Seven News. I'm Angela Cox, thanks for joining me.
0: President Trump claiming total exoneration after special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation found his campaign did not conspire with Russia. What
2: happens now, including whether, when and how much of Mueller's report will be made public is in the hands of President Trump's newly installed Attorney General, William Barr. He is a racist, he is a con man, and he is a cheat.
1: If President Trump ordered
2: you to fire the special counsel, what would you do? My impression was something big is about to happen. I need to remember every single word that is spoken.
1: President
0: informed Comey that he's been terminated and removed from office. President Trump, it says
2: And in fact, when I decided to just do it, I said to myself, I said, you know, this Russia thing with Trump
0: and Russia. Former FBI Director Robert Mueller immediately takes over the Justice Department's investigation of Russia.
1: After almost two years of work, the US special counsel, Robert Mueller, filed his final report on the Trump-Russia investigation. The newly appointed U.S. Attorney General, William Barr, then issued a four-page letter summarizing Mueller's main findings. Barr's letter stated that Mueller did not find that anyone associated with the Trump campaign conspired with the Russians to interfere in the US 2016 election. And that mother neither found that the president
3: had obstructed justice nor exonerated him of obstruction. Exactly how much of it is made public now rests in the hands of one man, Attorney General William Barr.
2: It was just announced there was no collusion with Russia. The most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. There was no collusion with Russia. No collusion, no obstruction. Thank you very much. Thank you.
3: In Washington, Ashley Mullaney, 7 News. Oh, yeah.
1: US Bureau Chief Ash Mullaney joins me now in this studio, which I'm very excited about. It's a rare treat. Very quick trip home just to do my podcast. Yes, of <laughs> course, and... Excellent. That's what I like to hear. Um, so, Ash, let's start with the basics. What was the smoking gun Robert Mueller was looking for? What prompted this whole
3: investigation? Well, Robert Mueller was looking to establish whether the Trump campaign had worked with, had uh, colluded with the Russians to sway the outcome of the 2016 election and to look at what started, what prompted the investigation. We have to go back to the 2016 when you would have been Mm -hmm. uh, crisscrossing the country on the campaign trail. Uh, Well, during that campaign... Unbeknownst to us, uh, the Russia, the Russians were waging a campaign to influence that election. So uh, they were doing that in two ways. Firstly, uh, there were Russian uh, trolls who would set up basically fake social media accounts that were working to disseminate fake news about the Democrats uh, to favour Donald Trump's campaign. So there were troll farms in Russia working to do this. The second, and this is according to Uh, US intelligence agencies. Now, the second part of their operation relates to Hillary Clinton's emails uh, and that hack that you would have heard Mm -hmm. about. um, Thousands
1: of emails from the Democratic
3: Party and they hacked into that and then gave them to WikiLeaks, right? That's right, so this happened uh, in the midst of the campaign and what's interesting about this, we have to go back to 2016 when uh, there was a meeting taking place in London between two men, George Papadopoulos and Australian Alexander Downer. Now according to the New
1: York Times, Papadopoulos was apparently drinking with a top Australian diplomat back in May of 2016. And he told that diplomat that Russia had political dirt on Hillary Clinton.
0: In those documents, Papadopoulos says he was told by the Russians they had dirt on Hillary Clinton, including thousands of emails.
3: Today's announcement has nothing to do with the president, has nothing to do with the president's campaign or campaign activity. And at that point, uh, Australian authorities have alerted the FBI, and it's believed that that is what sparked the initial Russia investigation led by the FBI, known as Crossfire Hurricane.
1: And of course, as we know, Hillary Clinton went on to lose the election. A lot of people wondering how that could possibly happen, (laughs) given all the polls, and a lot of people pointing to these false Facebook stories that we saw everywhere and the damage that did. And... So then they start looking to see if Donald Trump and
3: his people had actually
1: colluded with the Russians to help out.
3: Yeah, well fast forward to 2017, Donald Trump is in the White House. And uh, at that point, James Comey comes into the picture, the FBI former FBI director. He's in the White House, in the Oval Office, having a conversation, a one-on-one conversation with Donald Trump, where he says, uh, according to notes that he took from that, that uh, he got the impression Donald Trump wanted him to drop this investigation. I mean, is the he president
2: went- of the United States, with me alone, saying, I hope this I took it as, this is what he wants me to do. Now, I didn't didn't obey that, but that's the way I took it. You may have taken it as a direction, but that's not what he said. Correct, that's what he said. said. He said, I hope. Those are exact words, correct.
3: Fast forward again to May 2017. James Comey is fired. That's when Robert Mueller is brought in, and uh, that's really when the stakes were raised even higher. So then we have
1: a 22-month investigation And it really feels like almost every time I put on the TV, you were talking about this.
3: (laughs) It has been a really long time. I mean, from the very start of Donald Trump's presidency, this has been a cloud hanging over his White House. Uh, It's been a distraction for the president. It's been a distraction for America and for the media. I mean, this has consumed hours of talk time on panels, on on cable news, and um, I think certainly Pockets of the media and the Democrats really thought that this was going to end with a smoke, with Muller finding a smoking gun, and with this being um, a bit of a game changer leading into 2020. The
1: end of his presidency. They were not to impeach him, they hoped that this was going to pull the strings and it all unravel for him. Um, so, interestingly, um, how much did the White House actually? cooperate with this investigation?
3: Were they very forthcoming? So it's incredible to look at the scope of Robert Mueller's investigation in that 22 months. uh, He had quite a big staff that that was working with him. He had uh, 2,800 subpoenas, he interviewed 500 people uh, and among those were 30 individuals from the White House we've heard. They did turn over a number of important documents so Robert Mueller had scope here to um, to look in, look into this, um, and and to speak to people at the White House. Um, interestingly, though, Donald Trump did not sit for an interview, and this is crucial in this investigation. This is something that uh, Democrats' legal analysts are looking at very closely. He did provide uh, written answers, but Donald Trump's personal counsel didn't want him sitting there across the table, uh, being interrogated or being interviewed. Uh, they they saw that as a as something that would leave him open um, to legal jeopardy mm. and something that could bring him undone. So in the end, Donald Trump never gave an, in, never sat for an interview with Robert Mueller,
1: which is weird because it's sort of like you can't be cross-examined or forensically questioned over his claims when it's a written statement. You do you can't really be tested on that. So I
3: can understand the criticism. Well, it's it's particularly important when it comes to. A part of Robert Mueller's investigation, which is looking at obstruction of justice, because to prove there is a high legal threshold to prove obstruction of justice, uh, and that's because you need to prove you need to prove corrupt intent. So to prove to prove intent, you almost need to get into someone's mind, mm. uh, and obviously they were looking closely at the firing of James Comey um, and and whether that was obstruction of justice, uh, but it had to be proven that that was the mm. president's intent.
0: Uh,
2: what I did is I was going to fire Comey. My decision. It was not... You
0: had made the decision before they came uh, in. The I,
2: I was going to fire
0: Comey.
2: Uh, there's no good time to do it, by the way. Uh, they, because in your letter you said I, I accepted, accepted their recommendation. Yeah, well, they so also, you had already made the decision. Uh, oh, I was going to fire regardless of recommendation. So there was they, a room. But regardless of recommendation, I was going to fire Comey. Knowing there was no good time to do it.
1: So after all of this, 22 months investigating, uh, talking to the
3: people in the White House, lots of documents, what have we actually seen? What's the public seen? So we have seen a four-page summary from Attorney General William Barr, a Trump-appointed Attorney General. When Robert Mueller finished up his investigation, he handed that report to the Attorney General, whose job it was to then brief Congress. And he had to find that balance uh, between giving Congress enough information, uh, but knowing full well that it it would be public too. and so he has pored over this over a weekend and looked through this report uh, and delivered what he considered to be the key findings, but really only with a couple of uh, key quotes from Robert Mueller himself.
1: Mueller's report quote does not conclude that the president committed a crime. It also does not exonerate him. Barr says he and the Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein concluded that that conduct did not reach the threshold of a crime.
2: I think what Mr. Barr and Mr. Rosenstein did was very appropriate. Somebody has to decide, and the attorney general is not conflicted. He was not part of the campaign.
3: How does this work? It left people, some people scratching their head because no one really expected Robert Mueller to, to be so ambivalent on that point. They thought he would come through with a decision one way or another, but he has essentially uh, left it open for a ter- interpretation. and That interpretation, went to William Barr. And William Barr decided that there was no grounds there to indict the president.
2: We can never let this happen to another president again.
3: I think Democrats and the liberal
0: media owe the president and they owe the American people an apology.
3: It was never it was never really going to end with uh, Robert Mueller indicting the president. Justice Department rules and regulations stipulate that a sitting president shouldn't be Mm indicted, it should be dealt with by Congress. So it was never expected to go in that direction. However, I think a lot of people thought that he would perhaps give uh, a recommendation or be a little bit clearer on his findings. Um, Instead, it was left to William Barr. And I think there's skepticism, Mm -hmm. particularly amongst the Democrats, Mm Uh, about the conclusion that he's come to and that's why they want to see the full report. Mm -hmm. They don't want to leave it with William Barr to decide uh, whether there was or wasn't enough evidence. Mm. So Donald Trump came out pretty quickly,
1: um, quite triumphantly, as you'd expect. We've got a clip of what he said. Let's have a
2: listen to that. It's a shame that our country had to go through this. To be honest, it's a shame that your president has had to go through this for before I even got elected, it began. And it began illegally. And hopefully somebody's going to look at the other side. This was an illegal takedown that failed. And hopefully somebody's going to be looking at the other side. So it's complete exoneration, no collusion, no obstruction. Thank you very much. Thank you.
1: So he says that he was completely exonerated, but it's not that cut and dry.
3: Well, certainly Robert Mueller himself has said that his evidence, or what he found, wasn't enough to exonerate the president. So I guess his statement there is half right. Um, on the issue of Russia co- Russian collusion, certainly the president does seem vindicated and this does seem like a victory for him and there's an interesting point here that William Barr leans on in his four-page finding and it's something that legal analysts are looking looking at closely too and that's um, how he came to that decision that there was no obstruction of justice crime in that he considered the fact that there was no original crime. So if he hasn't, if there is no proof of collusion, uh, no evidence of collusion, in essence, <clears throat> if you've not committed the original sin, how can you prove in a court of law that you've tried to obstruct the investigation? Into that crime that didn't happen. Um, however, not being a lawyer, but I, yeah. I have I have read though that you can uh, there can be an obstruction of justice charge without that original crime. That can happen. Uh, it's just there is a, a high threshold, and as I said, you have to prove the intent. So that's where it gets difficult.
1: And you did mention earlier that um, the Democrats um, and the skeptics want the entire report released um, because they you know, see it Mm. as being open to interpretation. They want to be able to go through the documents, they want to see all of the interviews. The quote I keep saying and hearing is, not everything that is impeachable is a crime and not everything that is a crime is impeachable. And so their argument is, Mm. it's open to interpretation. We should be able to see all of these documents. We should be able to read all of the interviews.
0: And Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer insisting on seeing the full report. Attorney
2: General Barr must not give President Trump, his lawyers, or his staff any sneak preview of special counsel Mueller's findings or
0: evidence. This is of too great a consequence to the country to be swept under the rug. House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler. If if the Justice Department doesn't release the whole
2: report or tries to keep parts of it secret, uh, we will certainly subpoena uh, the parts of the report and we will reserve the right to call uh, Mueller to testify before the committee or to subpoena him, but we'll only do that if necessary.
3: Is that likely to happen? Well, William Barr himself has said that he wants to make as much of the report public as possible, um, and we will be consulting with uh, Robert Mueller to look at which parts can be released uh, that won't cause any issues. Because, of course, you've got to remember, a lot of this evidence has been given uh, as grand jury testimony. There's classified information in here, so it may end up going to court to decide uh, how much of this should be released to Congress. And by being released to Congress, uh, it's widely considered that Congress leaks like a sieve and that will immediately go to the public. So that's what they're taking into consideration as well.
1: So at the moment it you know, it's not necessarily in the end of the line with this. We could still be hearing about this in months and months. The five.
3: Democrats won't stop fighting to get the whole report released. And then I think we also have to talk about some of the other investigations that are, are underway. And I mean, there are other congressional investigations looking at this issue of of a uh, Russian collusion. But I think it takes the wind out of the sails of the Democrats, certainly, because then Congress is never going to have the investigative tools and power that Robert Mueller had. And if he wasn't able to to find evidence of collusion, I think the feeling is, well, how will Congress come up with... With any, uh, with any damaging information. Uh, but they won't stop fighting to get that report released and it's not the end of the story it's not the end of the line for Donald Trump too there is congressional inquiries but there's also uh, the Southern District of New York which is looking into the President's personal dealings and finances and uh, one sentence that I'm sure is haunting the White House from Michael Cohen when he um, sat before Congress was that he is in regular contact with the Southern District of New York. So there is clear an ongoing investigation there I mean Michael Cohen's going to prison for committing a crime that he says the President directed him to commit that is his testimony so this isn't the end of the story Um, it's It should be Mm. the end of the Russia debate, though.
0: Mm.
1: It is interesting because I just read an opinion piece and the headline was, Trump has just been re-elected. Because, as we've seen, the 43 million people who voted him in, it doesn't matter what is said about him. It doesn't matter what headlines break. They don't care about the fine print. But the ultimate big headline of this report was, was, didn't happen, guys. The Russian inclusion didn't happen. Deal with the result of the election mm. fair and square, and so he'll probably just be put back in the White House again. Is that how you see it?
3: Well, I think to to go back to the first point about him being re-elected, uh, or or this being almost the start of his presidency, it really has been hanging over the Trump White House from the very start. This whole investigation and the notion of Russian collusion called into question his election victory. Mm. So, in a sense. Yes, it, it does completely change the course of his presidency. It is a pivotal moment uh, for the Trump administration uh, in that they can now put this to rest. Um, I'm sure they will be speaking about it for, a, for some time to come because this is now ammunition heading into the 2020 campaign. Mm-hmm. Trump wants to know... How the investigation started. He wants an investigation into the investigators. Um, he he won't let this rest. I'm sure because he's come out of this uh, with quite a significant political victory. I think what's going to be interesting is to see how voters view. This development, mm. I get a sense that Republicans probably thought, like Trump, that it was a witch hunt from the start, uh, but that Democrats m- might not be willing to believe it. There might be those that mm. just don't want to accept the findings.
1: I think certainly the fact until they get that report, all of it, there will be a lot of them saying that that they'll just always be skeptical of what was what was released and what really was in there. And I just feel like this is just going to bolster his popularity with his supporters because they're going to say this is what he always says it's a witch hunt they're all after Mm. me and they're just going to be like yeah drain the swamp get rid of all those people and it's just going to make him even more popular
3: well when you talk about draining the swamp though I mean it's there were um, six members from Trump's inner circle ultimately that were charged under Robert Mueller's investigation um, 34 people in total I think those that are sitting there saying that it was a waste of time, I think there were still some significant results from the investigation. Mm -hmm. Um, Those who were charged weren't charged with Russian collusion. They were um, charged with uh, lying. Ultimately, it wasn't the crime. It was the cover up for those that Mm -hmm. were charged. Um, But it also pulled apart and looked forensically at the way the Russians were working to disrupt the 2016 election and that should make America more cautious leading into the next one. I think if their objective was to sow discord amongst the American people mm. to, to distract uh, this government and Americans, well, in that sense, they're probably succeeded beyond anything they ever thought they could mission accomplished that's for sure two years two years worth of uh investigation time and and discussions
1: and it's going to be ongoing thank you so much ash so good to see
3: you great to see you too yeah. in the studio get back to it <laughs> <laughs> thanks Ange. thanks mate.
1: thanks to ashley Mullaney after the break the other news you need to know Both US political parties shunned an opportunity to debate climate change on Tuesday when they voted down the Green New Deal proposal, which aimed to eliminate greenhouse gas emissions by 2030. Eric Donaldson, a retired Air Force doctor, is the first person in Australia to receive compensation from the government after groundwater at his property was found to be contaminated by toxic firefighting foams. Rockland County, north of New York City, has declared a state of emergency following a measles outbreak. It has barred unvaccinated children from public spaces with a fine of $750 and up to six months in prison if parents breached the order. And that is your News Fix for this week. Every week, we will dig a little deeper and go behind the headlines with some of the network's most experienced news people. Please subscribe if you have a moment and send us your feedback to podcasts at seven.com.au. News Fix is produced by Seven West Media. Supervising producer is John Buck. Our executive producer is Nikki Hamilton, and the director of news and public affairs is Craig McPherson. I'm Angela Cox. Thank you
2: for listening.
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership.